0: dot com
1: Discussion today, my guests, Kenneth Schwenker, producer of Leaders Causing Leaders, and Nassim Haramain of the Resonance Project. Kenneth Schwenker's reputation has been built on his ability to produce quality budget films while simultaneously collaborating on large budget studio films and doing so on schedule. His strong personal ethics help him stay firmly on track and on top of all aspects of film production thereby being known within his family of partnerships as a man who delivers what he promises. He has worked diligently in maintaining and ensuring great cooperation with talent, vendors, and producing partnerships. He's also the co-founder of Bhakti Fest, the largest music, kirtan, and yoga festival in the United States, and the creator of a monthly event called An Evening of Divine Synchronicity, an event over three years old that's brought together a powerful spiritually-based community in Los Angeles. He's founder and producer of Leaders Causing Leaders, an organization founded to speed the pace of change, inspiring leadership and empowering people to catalyze transformation across the areas of business, spirituality, media, human rights, the environment and finance. Drawing innovative and daring thinkers, Leaders Causing Leaders hosts a conference this November, in addition to workshops, collaboration seminars, networking receptions, and entertainment events. My other guest today, Nassim Haramein, has spent most of his life researching the fundamental geometry of hyperspace, studying a variety of fields from theoretical physics, cosmology, quantum mechanics, biology, and chemistry to anthropology and ancient civilizations. Combining this knowledge with a keen observation of the behavior of nature, he discovered a specific geometric array that he's found to be fundamental to creation, and the foundation for his unified field theory that subsequently emerged. In the past twenty years, He's directed research teams of physicists, electrical engineers, mathematicians, and other scientists, and has also founded a non-profit organization, The Resonance Project, where, as the director of research, he continues exploring unification principles and their implications in our world today. Welcome to In Discussion today, and I would like to welcome also our special guest, Nassim Haramein, And Kenneth Schweiker, welcome to you, gentlemen.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you you for having me on. Thank
1: you, David. Kenneth, I would like to start with you uh, in founding Leaders, Causing Leaders, if I may. This is an astounding accomplishment, uh, bringing so much wealth of information and wisdom in the people that are appearing and speaking. What is the foundation to this project. Where did this arise? Uh, what was the catalyst for
3: this? The catalyst was uh, th- three words that just came as called leaders causing leaders. From that thought, I thought, wow, if we could get some of our greatest mentors and people together in a room to inspire and cause others to, to be in action, that would be an amazing concept because as I look around the world today, it's like, who are our mentors and who can we look up to I had a hard time at first coming up with some names. Current leadership seems to be ego-based and fear-based. So I put that concept out there. People started saying, yes, it would be part of this, this event.
1: We're clearly in a world that is limited because of the lack of leaders. And we're looking at a world now, clearly, as, as I have had the great pleasure of talking to wonderful people such as Nassim, a world that is changing. Uh, rapidly and changing in the dimensions of our world. But Kenneth, what are the attributes that we're looking now with leaders? What do you think is it that defines leaders as being so different from the leaders that we've had perhaps since the Second World War, that defines a leader now that is not politically motivated, not in the old establishment, but being fully conscious of the way in which we 're going through a whole evolutionary process
3: right, I mean the the leaders that we we want to be leading and the leaders that we want to be are the ones who 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 say, "You know what can I do for someone else? who can I be? How can I be the leader that I want others to be is really in the new paradigm, the whole we thing rather than me it's we, and basically really creating opportunities for others to step into that 's the new paradigm it's what will work for for all of us, not just ourselves, not just selfishly. How much money are we going to make? How how much power do we have?
1: This means really looking at all the human frailties. We have to look at the ego. We have to look at the addictions, uh, the uh, insecurities, the codependencies that we have. We have to look at the predatory greed that the world has really uh, developed, particularly since the the do consume period of the 1950s after the war. The sort of people, though, that are becoming leaders and certainly the people that I see in your organization and those that are speaking are a very different type of human being, are they not? They are completely averse to continuing in this establishment that we've had. They're almost in a different world. They're almost not in an ordinary world, but they're pushing the boundaries to become possessed by a special world where those old paradigms of economies and the financial sector and politics can be eradicated almost to allow us to just simply survive these very chaotic times. You're
3: correct, absolutely correct. We have some amazing speakers and leaders yeah. with us. I mean Guru Singh, Byron Katie, Richard Cotton from the Landmark Forum. People just develop, you know, devoting their lives for transformation on the personal level and how that transforms then into the world is through the business world and into the world itself and how we treat each other and how we treat the world. And Even Jason Mraz and what he's doing and how he's being and what he brings to his concerts and just how he's being and what he stands for. He he backs uh, organizations like Free the Slaves. He participates full out.
1: I had the great privilege yesterday of filming an interview with the wonderful Barbara Marks Hubbard in Santa Barbara. She talks about this community, this cooperation, this huge sense of consciousness that has developed that is now birthing. And if I may, uh, Nassim Haramein, I'd like to turn to you, sir. I'm sure that you are well um, versed with Barbara's work and I'm sure that you are great friends Barbara talks about entire evolutionary process here that is not something that's approached overnight, but something that probably could have been created by the catalyst of the end of the war, perhaps even in her case, the way she cites this, by uh, the nuclear bombs in Japan, that has built up now through the 50s and the 60s, through the the do consume society that we found, to the point now where we are rebirthing, and we are going to see, in the next couple of years, the result of that rebirthing into a completely new dimension. Where would you stand on that, Nassim?
2: Well, I think uh, that's exactly right. You know, we're we're, it's like we're going through the way I like to think about it. We're going through horizons or event horizons in our in our social uh, behaviors and and awareness, and, you know, every time there is uh, periods of chaotic behavior, periods of difficulties, you know, like like any birth, you know, we got to go through the birth canal, which can be a little tight and chaotic for a while. And I think where we're, the detonation of the atomic bombs and, and the end of the Second World War was one of those moments, I think we're approaching another moment, Uh, where, you know, the pressure and the antis are are moving up and we're needing to transform, we're needing to reach for a new level of understanding, a new level of of awareness. People have to start to discover their inner leaders, their inner uh, powers uh, and take leadership, be empowered and and take action and and be proactive in, in making that change happen.
1: And I would suggest that, as the great Joseph Campbell talked about in the hero quality that we all have to find, that it's indeed Nassim Haramein, people like Kenneth creating these organizations, bringing these people together, who really are the true heroes of today in in finding a level of consciousness by bringing all these people together now. What do you think the result of these communities that are being constructed by people like Kenneth? How do you believe that this will manifest itself as all of these people come together, they affect the general public? People like Kenneth can broadcast this sense of consciousness to those who aren't aware of it, but clearly realize that there is some sort of change going on in the world. How do you think that that will manifest itself in the future?
2: Well, I think that uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, what Kenneth is doing and and others in in making these conferences happen and and uh, bringing these people together and giving access to these people to the public in general is so crucial because our media structure currently on the planet is very one-sided in in their and and myopic in their in their views and in what they allow to be transmitted and so on. Although there's more and more, you know, um, channels that are opening, uh, some of these conferences are so crucial to actually bring the information out to the people, to give a voice to the leaders that are out there that have a different message, that have a message of hope, that have a message of transformation, uh, a message of uh, coherency and possibility for the future of humanity and and you know it it's so crucial that these people get heard it's so crucial that these people inspire other people to become proactive and to make their personal transformation a priority in their lives and so on so uh it has a huge impact and you can look at it locally that way like all the people that will attend the conference and all the people that will get inspired and then all the people that will benefit from that even when they go home and they talk about it and so on but as well you can think of it globally uh holistically because uh you know you, there's actually evidence uh very strong evidence that the morphogenic field of the planet is very much affected uh, by uh, large meditation events and, and transformational events and so on. Um, you know, these uh, random generators, computers around the planet that gets affected whenever some of these world meditation happens and so on. So I think absolutely it has an effect at many different levels and it's crucial. And truly it is uh, so important that these things happen and that we come together that way.
1: And before I uh, return to Kenneth, I had an amazing interview with the famous Dr. Dardick, who is working on uh, life waves, looking on, uh, working on energy that is quite sublime, that that doesn't work on the basis of work and and its uh, equal and opposite effect, and all the pollution that it creates. And he agreed with me that there are, Nasim, two types of energies here that perhaps people are not realizing and that is the energy that we can create ourselves as human beings to be able to influence others and that's certainly uh, what Kenneth's organization is doing here uh, collectively but it is also the energy that we can create in the future in terms of technology to be able to create a parity between human beings and Mother Earth so that we can stop creating that pollution and we can create sustainability in real time uh, for the first time in probably two or three hundred years would you agree with that?
2: Oh yes uh, I would definitely agree with that I think for the first time in in some five thousand years and you know I I think that um, it's a very important evolutionary step in a society on a planet which you know, has limited resources um, if that society doesn't realize that there's, there's a whole other level of resources that has not been acknowledged and that has not been tapped into. And in order to access this whole new level of resources, this fundamental energy at the source of creation that produces all of the atomic structure we see, all of the material world, all that self organizes all the biological structure and, and is probably the source of of what we call consciousness as well that in order to reach that level in order to to you know make that step into the new world to bring our society to a state of of equilibrium with nature and actually a state of of thriving with nature, um, these fundamental concepts of conscious uh, awareness must uh, occur and and so many of these speakers that are present at uh, Leaders Causing Leaders are people that are bringing that awareness forward, that are bringing you know this new uh, view, this new optic on the universe and you know that definitely leads directly to new levels of technology and uh, new levels of organization in our society that can bring us to not only be sustainable, but actually thrive, thrive as nature thrives, and, and, and even become more uh, what I like to think of as galactic beings, you know, uh, a society that lives in the universe as a whole, not necessarily just on planet Earth.
1: And we talked about that in our program Nassim, we talked about the wonderful pyramids and the accuracy and the uh, construction and we we did take that road exploring how uh, it could certainly be a a galactic being that was involved then as much as they could become involved now uh, notwithstanding whether they are us as uh, becoming more universal beings or whether they are an external influence but when you when you look at something like leaders causing leaders how do you think that these people can best serve uh, those that are coming to these symposiums coming to these workshops they are obviously coming with their own story with their own mandate with their own journey and what they do what is the secret do you think of that collectiveness that collective consciousness that they need to go through as they travel through these workshops in order to inspire and inform those that are just seeking information seeking a way to be able to change their lives in order to survive here
2: I think uh, the most important thing is to have an intent of you know evoking and, and awakening the, the master that's present within each person to to help people link with their own mastery with their own knowledge base with, to to help them realize that they are part of this amazing uh universe of information and they have hacks access to it they have access to information themselves and and they can be conduit for this information and you know to inspire people to to be proactive, to actually uh, see themselves and experience themselves as leaders, as masters, without arrogance, just as like I am a universal being right now, you know, I'm part of this universe, I'm not separated from it, to inspire people and to help them realize the collective journey that we're on and um, to encourage them to participate in it.
1: How, Kenneth, do you anticipate these wonderful speakers and the way in which they operate at Leaders, Causing Leaders? Do you believe that they will come to bring their own story and their own gift? But over and that, are you hoping that they will collectively? create a consciousness while they're there together to be able to find ways to cooperate together so that they can be influential together in informing people that attend this event?
3: Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I mean when any conference and group of people come together a new sort of consciousness is formed, Uh, so that'll happen within the attendees, it'll happen with the attendees and the speakers and the, and the leaders, and it will happen amongst the leaders. I know a lot want to meet with each other and, and just get to know each other because it is such a great gathering. So um, And then we're trying to put together a, uh, a mentorship team from a group of our, our speakers to take on some projects to mentor some some of the projects that will be coming out of the Leaves, Cards, and Leaders Open Collaboration Lab. So that will start gelling and bringing together a, a collective consciousness of the people who are uh, are speaking with
1: us. And I use that word together so many times purposefully because I think it's a good word to define consciousness and community. Is, uh, Kenneth, leaders causing leaders a long-term effort? Do you believe that this will continue into the future? Possibly changing or adapting or expanding or contracting, but is it something that you intend to continue for some
3: time? Absolutely. This will be the first one, and then we'll have, we'll have more after after this. We'll probably have intensive, intensive groups and meetings and and breakouts from different areas that became hot hot topics within here. Um, the event itself will most likely become a yearly event, but it's the in between events that I think uh, a lot of and excitement and activities will be coming out of, and we're we're also searching for a way through technology for for people to stay connected through a thing called the a live drive or some like an internet base where people can put up projects and we can mentor each other's projects, keep a community going because that's the hardest thing after a big event is for people to stay connected and really stay connected.
1: And that's interesting. What is it, Kenneth, that creates that fence? after these events. Having seen this for many years, I see these events and symposiums and workshops and people become very excited and very animated when they attend these. But there is also this history that suggests that people afterwards tend to reverse and depart back into their own directions, into their, their own being again. Do you have something in place that can push up against that so that people can stay in touch beyond just technology so that you do keep extremely cohesive moving forward given the severity of our times?
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, the technology would only be a way in keeping together. The I think what's going to do it are, are projects that, can, that come out, that, like strong projects that people can jump on and, and campaign and become leaders within these projects. And that, I think that'll form huge community around our local communities and throughout the world. I mean, we actually have a page on the website where people are submitting their visions and projects they want to be working on. We've just had hundreds of them come in, and some of these projects will be worked on, and we'll be putting these out to the community to, to get more clarity on how we can push some of these projects out together as a group. I think that'll really... Form a community and keep people in contact.
1: Returning back to you, nasim Haramein, we touched on this during our programs together because looking at leaders causing leaders, it has a wonderful diversity of people artists writers um philosophers uh, musicians artists and we did talk about the establishment about scientists being in their boxes. Uh, politicians being in their boxes the old world or the old establishment as i would call it now that's that's definitely being eroded do you see that as a potential problem that even when people are conscious that they still can be in their boxes or do you have faith that it's this universal consciousness that will bind people together now
2: yeah, I think that as people evolve, they, you know, they kind of slowly emerge from the box, and 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 maybe they just enter into a larger box, uh, and then a larger one again, and a larger one again, and and I think it's like tapping into a holistic, more universal view, and when that happens, then the person discovers their own inner. Connection to this incredible universe we live in, and it's really an amazing transformation to witness. And this is this is crucial at this time. Um, the paradigm we're emerging from was a has been a paradigm of specialization, a paradigm of of breaking things into smaller and smaller pieces, and only examining them into their uh, smallest uh, derivation and and then assuming that when we've got all the pieces together we can put it all back together and get a holistic view and i don't think that actually that's uh appropriate or possible and this new paradigm is about uh getting a sense of the holistic view you know of of the whole of the of the complete structure and then uh, and then you know uh, working out what piece in that structure we have to play which part that attracts us the most which part is mo- most of our joy in the doing and and then you know but never losing that sense of holistic view never losing that sense of oneness that sense that all of the pieces uh, must be there, all of the pieces have to be together in order to have a society that functions in um, a holistic uh, way but as well in a harmonious way with nature, with the universe, which is which is wholeness in itself.
1: Could you just tell me what it is you personally want to create and what is your objective uh, when you join Leaders Causing Leaders in your own heart how do you want to be able to feel when you leave this having gone through the speaking process and met people
2: i think the most important thing for me if i succeed at uh... what i want to do there will be to inspire people to help them realize they have an infinite nature that they have uh... they have a leader within themselves they have a master within themselves and to tap into that and and bring it forth, because that's what we need right now.
1: In your work, how important is it in your mind that people like Kenneth and others are encouraged with organizations such as these in the realization that we are living in very severe times uh, that have to be uh, looked upon as uh, vital in coming up with solutions in a very short space of time of which this is one big part of them to bring people together in uh, this great consciousness
2: i think it's really crucial that um people like kenneth uh and others organizes these uh gatherings and help bring this information out i mean without them uh and without the support of the media and uh, you know and all of the different structures that are available the internet and so on uh, and And appropriate channels to bring all that information out, it's very, very difficult f- for individuals to actually reach large masses of people and so it's so crucial and it's so crucial that the public participate and and come and check it out and and then continue to participate after the events and and get involved and and post their opinions and and so on you know, and the conversation's going and 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 the debates and so on, so that we can get a really good footing out there in the world and help uh, transform our society into a society of sustainability.
1: Nassim Haramein and Kenneth Schweiker, I do thank you for joining me on in discussion today, uh, particularly uh, Nassim Haramein. It's uh, very good of you to share your valuable time with us today. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. It's my pleasure.
1: Thank you, David. And to our audience, I hope that you have enjoyed this program as much as I. You can gain information on this and any other program in the series at davidgibbons.org. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. David Gibbons in discussion welcomes listeners' comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org.
0: In Discussion with David Gibbons is sponsored in part by Bowman Global Change. Specializing in helping companies reduce their carbon emissions, Bowman Global Change applies real science to real business practices to produce results. From designing green programs to one-on-one training to helping set up green action teams in your business, Bowman Global Change translates complex science in practical ways that everyone can understand and use. For more information or to discover how Bowman Global Change can help your organization, visit BowmanGlobalChange.com.